right, well, here we go again. Three weeks. You put up with somebody three weeks in a row, we're definitely family at this point, right? So we're glad to be back. I'm going to set my timer, because this is one of those topics where if I don't have a timer, we'll talk all day, right? Um, So we've been going through our family values, things that define us as family, define us as the children of God. And we've talked a lot about, uh, we started out in week one, we talked about trusting God's promises, that we're going to build our life on something that's going to last, starts with the promises of God. And it's trusting in that God's going to do what he says he's going to do. And then last week we talked about pursuing uncommon unity. That because of the diversity, because of all the things the world tells us to, to, that divides us, if we're not careful, we're going to drift toward that division. But as Christians, we pursue that uncommon unity. We pursue loving people that are different than us, that look different, think different, act different, uh, because it's what God did for us. He's pursued us. He loves us. And so today, today we're going to talk about making a bold faith move, right? Now, you'll notice that it just says making bold moves. We've got to differentiate that a little bit because anybody can make a bold move, right? We're not talking about just doing something big and crazy and dumb. I've done a lot of that in my life. We're talking about a bold faith move, right? Not just doing something for the sake of doing, but what is God calling you to do? Well, what does God want you to do in your life that's different, that's bold, that's, that goes against the grain, right? Because when culture tells us one thing and God tells us another, it's bold to go against culture. It's, it's bold to fight for your marriage instead of walking away from your marriage. It's bold to walk away from drugs and a lifestyle than to fall back into old habits. It's bold to say, no, I'm not going to be a part of that anymore. I'm not going to go there anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. When the world says, no, it's okay. Whatever feels good. Just do that. God is calling us all to something more. And it requires us to step out on faith. It requires us to, to move into this bold faith move where maybe we don't know how it's going to end. But if you go back to week one, we can do it because of what? Because we're trusting in God's promises. We trust that he's going to see us through when we step out in faith. We're, we trust that he's going to help us figure out all the details of how in the world is my life going to ever be the same. Well, that's the point. It's not supposed to be the same. We're called to be different. We're called to do things differently. So living the life God has for you, it's going to require courage. It's going to require that you step out in faith and do something that you don't think you can do, that you're not sure how you're going to get there. But listen, if God has a life plan for you, and I believe he does, one little ounce of courage from you opens your world. It exposes you to things that God wants for you. The abundant life, the amazing love that Jesus wants you to experience, it's always going to be found on the other side of a bold faith move, right? If you're not willing to step out, if you don't have the courage, you're never going to fully experience what it is that God wants for your life. And so what is it for you, right? Not Again, not what's a dumb move, but what's what's a bold faith move? See, bold faith moves means you're listening to God and you're being led by God. Are you listening to God? Are you allowing Him to lead your life? 
That's the question today. And, and, and I love it because I'm going to go through a story in Scripture here in a minute uh, from a guy called Peter. And I don't know if you know Peter or not. He's one of my favorites in Scripture because Peter's a lot like me in that every time he opens his mouth, he manages to insert his foot squarely in the middle of it. Right? He's always saying the dumbest thing. He just, right off the top of his head, he doesn't think, he just speaks. Anybody else have that problem? My whole life I got in trouble for not thinking before I spoke. Now I get paid for it. Isn't that great? It worked out well for me. See, but again, it required me to, moving it into where God wanted me to talk and not where I wanted to talk. And so that's part of it. We've got to listen. We've got to be led by God. But I love Peter because Peter, he was, his whole life was defined by listening and being led by God. That's a guy I want to be like. That's somebody I want to pursue. And so, I don't know if you know the story of Peter. We'll give you a little background before we get to Scripture today. But uh, he started out as just a fisherman, just a guy doing his job, just what had been passed down to him. The way it worked back in Bible times, if you were a Jewish boy, you went off to, to rabbi school. They wanted, to, they wanted everybody to learn the Scriptures, memorize the Old Testament. It was a whole big deal. But they had this really cool trick that by about seven, eight, nine years old, if you weren't smart enough to be a rabbi, they just kicked you out and said, go home and get a real job. That's basically what they said. So Peter was a guy who couldn't cut it, right? Peter was a guy who didn't make rabbi school. He wasn't smart enough. He couldn't get it all figured out. So he got sent home to be a fisherman. So when Jesus shows up on the scene, that's what Peter's doing. He's just out fishing. Just family business, just casting his nets. And Jesus looks at him and says, Peter, come follow me. And he listened and he was led. So he dropped his nets, he walked off, he began to follow Jesus. It's not to say he didn't ever look back, it's not to say he didn't ever wonder or worry or think what if, but he went. He went even when he didn't have the answers. It was a bold faith move that got his life started following Christ. And then as as he followed Jesus and the teachings happened and one day they're going along and, and they're about to enter into a city and Jesus looks at his disciples and he goes, hey, I just want to know, what's everybody saying about me? That was the question. Don't ask that question at lunch today. You don't want to know what people are saying about you. But Jesus did, right? He said, hey, what does everybody say about me? Who do they say I am? And they had some guesses, and they said some prophets, and they said some other people. And then Peter jumps in, and he goes, oh, I know. You're the Christ. You're, you're the Messiah. You're the one we've been waiting on. And Jesus says, you've got it. That's exactly right. And so Peter was starting to grow. He was starting to understand that he wasn't just following a man, but he was following God. And see, there's going to come a day in your walk that you're going to have to make that same decision, right? Am I just going to church? Am I just doing what Ron tells me? Just doing what Jonathan tells me? Am I just showing up, just going through, or am I following God, right? So your journey is going to have to take a step into something deeper. You're going to have to cross over and take a bold faith move so that you can experience not what contact has in store for you, what God has in store for you. He wants something so much better for your life. And Peter was beginning to get this, and then Peter gets faced with an opportunity, and we're going to be in Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, there's a story, and you've probably heard about it before, where Peter and the disciples, they're out, they're in a boat. Look at what it says in Matthew chapter 14. Beginning in verse 22, it says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. Well, he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. 
And when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by waves because the wind was against it. In other words, Jesus is up on a mountain praying, they're down on the lake, all of a sudden the storm comes in, things get a little rough, they're kind of stuck out in the middle, right? They're struggling, and they're good at this. Like, they, they're fishermen, they've been in boats, they knew what they were doing, and yet it was still hard. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they cried. And they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter, who talks before he thinks, who sometimes acts before he thinks, who's ready just to jump right in, Lord, if it's you, even though he just told him it was him, but Peter wasn't listening. Peter was already thinking, which we do sometimes. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out on the water. And Jesus calls his bluff. Come, he said. Now, what do you think was going through Peter's mind in that moment, right? Because I like to kind of jump in the story. And we read that in church, and we say, oh, yeah, of course. That's what Peter does. No! Like, this is a storm. This is water. You don't see the bottom. There might be sharks out there. There's probably not, but there might be. I watched Jaws as a kid. I'm convinced that every body of water has a shark in it, even the bathtub. Okay? I got to check the baptistry. Every time I baptize somebody, Ron, make sure, make sure there's no shark in there. Right? Peter steps. Peter says, God, if it's you, Lord, if it's you, you tell me to come out there. And without hesitation, Jesus says, all right, come on. Uh-oh. Now, now I've got to do the very thing I asked God to lead me to. See, that's the thing about making a bold faith move. It's one thing to ask for it. It's another thing to move when God calls you. It's another thing to step across and pursue that unity. It's another thing to make that decision based on nothing but a promise of God. What is your bold faith move? For Peter, it was to step out. So then Peter got down out of the boat, and he walked on the water, and he came toward Jesus. Now, don't blow through that part. Peter actually walked on water. It worked. The, the very thing he thought about, he actually was able to do it for just a minute. Right up until he took his eyes off Jesus. Because when he saw the wind, have you ever seen the wind? Right? Eh, maybe. We live in Oklahoma. You see that wind when it's spinning, right? But you feel the wind. How bad does the wind have to be to see it? That's how distracted he got. Right? He's out there in the middle of it. He sees the wind. He was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Oh, you of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? Now, we've got to be careful there because I've heard that verse read a number of times. And when I was younger, I used to think that was kind of that voice that mom and dad would say when you did the very thing they told you not to do and you were getting in trouble for it. It's like, come on, Dave, what are you thinking? Why would you? The older I get, the less I hear God's voice that way. And in this instance, where I'm at in Scripture, where I'm at in my walk with God, when I hear that voice, you of little faith, why did you doubt? It's not angry. It's not getting on to. It's very compassionate. Ah, Peter, you were this close. Why'd you doubt? Why, why'd you take your eyes off of me, Peter? Why, why didn't you have just a little bit more faith? And I don't think it's disappointment. 
I think it's sorrow. I think it's you were so close to making that bold faith move. You were so close to experiencing something so amazing. And you just didn't follow through. I was here. I was ready. And I think, how many times in my life does God say that to me? I was this close. But I didn't stick with it that one extra day, that one extra hour. I didn't come back to him that one more time. Right? And your story is that way. There's times in your life where you've stuck it out, where you've stayed focused on Jesus and you've made it. And then there's other times where we take our eyes off him. We get distracted by a phone call or a conversation or a diagnosis. Or a, and Jesus says, no, no, no. Have just a little bit more faith. Story wraps up in verse 32. It says, and then he climbed in the boat and the wind calmed down. And then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. All right, so what does that have to do with you? Because none of you are leaving here and going out and walking on the water. If you do, I want a video of it, okay? Because one of two things is going to happen. It's a miracle, or you're going to fall flat on your face and get all sopping wet, and it's going to be really funny. Either way, send me the video, okay? So what do we learn from this? Well, first, that we've got to be listening for a word. You've got to hear a word from God. See, Peter didn't step out just because Peter thought he could. Peter stepped out when Jesus gave him the word. Jesus said, come on. And that's the moment. It was that moment, that, that voice of God, that, that reinforcement of God that said, yeah, you can do this. See, he listened to God and God called him into something better. And so when Peter stepped out, he stepped out on this word from God. And that's what separates a dumb move from a bold faith move. Right? It's not my idea. It's not what do I want, what can I accomplish. It's what does the Word of God say I can do? What does the Word of God say I can do as a husband, as a father, as a spouse? Right? Well, what does God say I can do as an employee? What does God say I can do as part of a church family? Like, it's not just making moves. It's making moves that God is calling us towards. Because the reality is the closer you are to God, the clearer you hear His voice. See, so many people struggle with that. Well, I don't know what God wants for my life. Well, when's the last time you talked to him? Well, when's the last time you spent some time near God? Because here's what I know to be true. Uh, in my house, I have two daughters. They're loud, they're noisy, but they also hide in their room a lot because they're that 11, 12, preteen, they don't like the world stage, right? And if they're in their room and I'm over here in the other part of the house... They don't hear me when I tell them to clean their room and pick up their stuff. And Now, sometimes they don't hear me if I'm right face-to-face -face when I tell them to do that. But, but if we're in the same room, it's a lot easier to communicate, isn't it? Right? I preached at Jinx Church this morning. Uh, got stuff all over my nice white shirt I had, so I'm wearing a T-shirt today. Right? But I preached down there. But you guys didn't hear me down there, did you? I had to come closer. I had to get near you for you to be able to hear me. It's the same way with God. We've got to get in close proximity. We've got to get near to him. When's the last time you were drawing near to God, asking him, God, what do you want for my life? What do you want my next step, my next faith move to be? But then when you hear that word from God, you've got to take a deep breath and just step out. See, at that moment where Jesus told Peter, said, hey, come on, there had to be a little pause. There had to be a little hesitation takes that big deep breath 
All right. And just hoped. He was just stepping out on nothing but faith. Because the reality is, Peter had never seen or heard of anybody walking on water until that moment when he saw Jesus walking across. But I love his mentality. Jesus, if you can do it, you can empower me to do it. And that's the Christian walk. Right? When Jesus says, love one another, Jesus, if you can do it, you can empower me to do it. When Jesus said he's overcome all sin, Jesus, if you can do it, you can empower me to do it. See, bold faith moves is just that. It's hearing a word from God, but then having the courage to step out. Not waiting for the perfect conditions, right? Peter didn't say, hey, when the, when the winds die down, and the, uh, that's when I'll step out. Jesus, if you'll make the waves stop, then I'll step. He just stepped out. Just stepped out in faith. Just began to move and go. When God stirs our hearts, we move. And see, here's the beauty of it. When it's a word from God, you don't have to pray about it. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to decide, eh, should I? When you hear a word from God, when you're reading Scripture, when you're praying, when you're spending time in your relationship with God and He plants something in your heart, you don't have to think. You just have to move. You hear a word from God. You take a deep breath, you step out, and you move. And then, when you're moving, you just keep moving. Because, see, here's the reality. Where Peter messed up was when he stopped. He had enough faith to step out. He had enough faith to take one or two steps. But then he got distracted. Then he got sidetracked. Then he fell back to some of those old habits and patterns of, ah, I'm not so sure. And you guys know this. Because that's your story. It's my story. We're so excited. We're so passionate that we met Jesus. Look what he's done. Look at this church and how they've welcomed me and how excited. And then on Wednesday, Thursday, ah, it'd be a lot easier just to go hang out where I used to hang out. A lot easier just to do what I used to do. Or maybe it's six months or a year down the road. But when we take our eyes off Jesus... We get away from our faith. We get away from that move that got us here. See, when Peter started noticing all the craziness around him, that's when he sank. He didn't sink because Jesus left. He didn't sink because he messed up and was terrible. He sank when he took his eyes off of Jesus. So here's my advice. Here's my challenge. Here's what I struggle with every day. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't worry. Don't, Don't focus on the bills. Don't focus on the relationships. Don't focus on the rumors and the lies and the stories and the truths. And the, don't focus on the past. Focus on Jesus. Because when you keep your eyes on Jesus, you can do some amazing, amazing things. See, Peter, Peter sank when he took his eyes off of Jesus. It's one thing to step out of the boat. It's another thing to keep going. Okay? Keep moving just keep moving in the direction of god he's got you he will make sure that he carries you through to the end see that's that's our stories and your story is different than mine and my bold faith move happened about two years ago i was living in texas i was loving where i was i'd been there 12 years my my daughters were both born and raised in the same house in the same church in the same school i had it pretty easy i was almost to that point as a preacher where you really do just work one day a week um 
It was, I had it that good, right? And then God said, hey, I want you to up and move to this crazy place called Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I thought to myself, why in the world would anybody move to Tulsa, Oklahoma? And uh, I got a call from some guy named Ron one day, and he was saying that it was a pretty good place, and I might think about it. And then, I won't bore you with the whole story, but it was the best move of my life. But you know what? It wasn't easy. It cost me some relationships. It cost me some friends. It cost me some family. See, I had to make a choice. What was more important was, was doing what God called me to, more important than doing what I wanted to do. Because I wanted to stay where it was easy. I wanted to stay where I had it all figured out, and it wasn't really stretching me or challenging me. It was just comfortable and nice. Or did I want to go where God called me to and be open to something more? And I'll be real honest. You know what I said at first? I said, nope, I don't want to go. Turned the job down. Said, nope. But God has this funny way of coming and getting you when he really wants you. And so I got called again, and I'm, listen, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I know this much. If God gives you a second chance, you say yes, okay? And so maybe today that's what he's asking you. Maybe today's your second chance. Maybe today you're back in church for the first time in a really long time, and you're thinking, I know what God wants me to do, but I don't really want to do it. Listen, do it. You'll never regret saying yes to God. You'll never regret taking a bold faith move for God because here's the reality you can't experience what God has planned for you without it without taking a bold faith move you can never experience because you can't even begin your relationship with God without a bold faith move right it says in Ephesians 2 it says for it's by grace you've been saved through faith that's not of yourselves it's a gift from God but you also can't live out your faith you can't live out the life God has for you without it 2 Corinthians 5 says, For we live by faith, not by sight. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. And Matthew 17 says, Faith the size of a mustard seed, a little speck, can move a mountain. Now, I don't know how you want to be described. I don't know what you want your story to look like at the end. But here's the deal. I want to please God. I want to move mountains. I want to live by faith. And it says all throughout Scripture that without making at least one bold faith move in your life, it'll never happen. So what's your bold faith move? What is God calling you to do? Where is He calling you to go or stay? What's He calling you to change, to do, to receive, or to give? You know. You knew as soon as I asked it 20 minutes ago. And you know what it is now. So here's the invitation today, right? As I pray over you, as we sing, make a commitment to God right here where you stand that you're going to take your bold faith move. And if you need help, guess what? There's plenty of folks in the family who want to help you. So what is it for you? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all you do for us today, God. We are just uh, so grateful that you love us enough to keep bringing us back. You woke us up today. You kept us alive. Every week I'm here, somebody says, thank you for waking us up. God, thank you for giving us one more chance to hear your word. God, there are men and women in this room right now who need to take a bold faith move. Some of them need to receive you. They, they need to surrender their life and their past and their sins 
and they need to begin a relationship with you, but it's scary. It's scary because they don't know what people are going to say. They don't know what's going to have to change. God, would you just give them the courage to take that first step? God, there are other folks in the room who have a relationship with you, but they really don't want to keep moving. They made that one move to receive you, but they need to keep moving. Would you give them the love and the support and the encouragement they need just to keep moving in your direction? God, there's some of us today that it's just easy to take our eyes off of you. It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to move away from who you are and who you're calling us to be. God, would you just give us better focus? Would you just help us keep our eyes fixed on you so that we can move in your direction, so that we can overcome the storms and the winds and the waves that are coming at us? God, thank you so much for Jesus. Because without him, we can't do anything. But with him, we can do all things. God, we just pray it all in his name. Amen.